0: Reader's Digest presents Hollywood 360 with your host, Carl Amari. He was like a god walking amongst mere mortals. He had a voice that could make a wolverine purr.
1: And suits so fine they made Sinatra look like a hobo. Is this your place, Carl? Yeah, what do you think? Really? It's really awful. But I have a lot of things that are on order. You know, credit trouble. Pay
2: more attention to your schoolwork and listen to the radio. You always know listen to the radio.
0: It's different. Our lives are ruined already. The whistler. The state will self-destruct in five seconds.
3: Hello, everyone. I'm Carl Amari, and this is Hollywood 360, the radio show that presents all things entertainment, including movie reviews, celebrity interviews, classic radio shows, trivia contests, and showbiz news. This hour on Hollywood 360, I'll present a terrific Western adventure of Gunsmoke, starring William Conrad. But first, national movie critic Sarah Adamson is here to review two films that recently released, Spotlight and Steve Jobs. Hey, Sarah, how are you? I'm doing
4: great, Carl. How are you?
3: Excellent. Let's talk about Spotlight. I don't
4: want you recording this in any way, shape, or form. Nothing. We understand you've settled several cases against the church. I can't discuss that. There aren't any records of any of these settlements.
5: Nope.
3: When you're a poor kid from a poor family and when a priest pays attention to you, it's a big deal. How do you say no to God? So what's this film all about?
4: Traded R. It's a drama based on true events by Open Road Films. We have an all-star cast here. Mark Ruffalo, Michael Keaton, Rachel McAdams, Stanley Tucci, and Lee Schreiber. The setting is the year 2001, when a shocking newspaper story by the Boston Globe Spotlight team, hence the name Spotlight, after a year-long investigation, they caused a crisis in one of the world's oldest and most trusted institutions.
3: Right. The Catholic Church itself. Yes.
4: And they exposed to cover up a protecting pedophile priests. Right. Right. The article was published on January 2nd, 2002. They didn't want to release it during the holidays. And let me tell you, did it cause a stir? You know, what you're going to see in this film is tedious newspaper work, fact checking, interviewing all the leads that point to the Archdiocese covering up its own tracks.
3: All right, another clip from Spotlight.
0: We need to focus on the institution. Show me that it came from the top down.
5: Try to silence anyone who speaks out. You leave me alone, you hear me, God damn it? Six percent act on sexually.
3: Six percent is 90. 90, priests. So what did you think of this film?
4: I'm weighing Carl, four stars out of four. You know, the writer-director is Thomas McCarthy here, and he does an outstanding job. This is a powerful drama that just may win Best Picture hmm. this year at the Academy Awards. All the performances are gripping. The script is flawless. The creative camera angles are fantastic with the cinematography. And what the script does, it connects all of these people to the story. Mm. And at one point, Mark Ruffalo's character says, with tears in his eyes, they knew and they let it happen. It could have been you. It could have been me. It could have been any of
3: us. Right. Seems like a very powerful movie. And, you know, when, when everything clicks in a film... You know it, and you just you know you have something special, and this is one of those films. So this is this is really an incredible film spotlight.
4: It really is. I think everyone should see it. Right. Honestly, check this,
3: check this movie out in theaters. For, uh, Sarah Adamson gives it four stars. All right, now let's talk about Steve Jobs.
0: I built the circuit board. The graphical interface was stolen. So how come ten times in a day I read Steve Jobs as a genius?
3: What do you do? Musicians play their instruments. I play the orchestra. So what's this film all about?
4: It's rated R. It's a drama by Universal Pictures. And we have Michael Fassbender stars as Steve Jobs. Mm -hmm. The film is directed by Danny Boyle. And the script is Aaron Sorkin. Mm. A lot of wonderful Hollywood people here. Mm -hmm. You know, we have three separate behind-the-scenes Product launches. Mm-hmm. That's what this movie is. It's in three acts, basically. Mm, right. And it ends with the 1998 iMac computer. So we as viewers are brought backstage to witness all the drama that goes on. So we have a supporting cast here of Kate Winslet, Seth Rogen, Jeff Daniels, Katherine Watterson and Michael Staubberg, mm. who we've interviewed
3: before. Right.
4: We have, get all the drama yeah. and all the You moves? really
3: get to see, if you haven't seen the other 14 films about Steve Jobs, <laughs> you really get to see Steve Jobs here. And uh, Michael Fassbender, probably, I would say, in the top five actors in, in show business right now. I just think he's absolutely incredible, and he stars as Steve Jobs. All right, another clip from Steve Jobs.
4: Your Apple stock was worth four hundred and forty-one million dollars. While your daughter and her mother are on welfare. She's not my daughter. You must be able to
0: see that she looks like you. You're issuing contradictory instructions. You're insubordinate. You
3: make people miserable. Even if that were true, doesn't sound that diabolical to me. So what did you think of this film?
4: You know I'm in. Um, three stars, honestly. Okay. I say see it in the theaters. See it for the stellar performances, as you recommended. You know, particularly Michael Fassbender. He is awesome in this role. He really is. But viewers should know that there is a disclaimer at the very end of the movie. It says some of these events are based on fictionalized situations. Mm -hmm. You know, I really would have preferred that the disclaimer was front and center at the beginning. Mm. Because people that get up and go, I mean, they're going to think these situations were true. And I'm not a real fan of that. Mm -hmm. Yes, the performances are brilliant. It does have a harsh tone though the movie has a very harsh tone Mm -hmm. steve jobs did have a wife and a loving family you'll see none of that here
3: Mm.
4: he's a little bit maligned here in this Mm. film Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. but i don't know i thought some of it was kind of awkward and repetitive so i don't know but it's so good so i would say see it
3: right all right so three stars for steve jobs but four big stars for spotlight so check that out in a theater near you Sarah Adamson uh, is our movie critic. She's here every week. Check out all of her reviews at her website, which is sarahsbackstagepass.com. Sarah, great having you on the show. Well, thank you, Carl. It's always my pleasure. All right. Coming up next, it's Gunsmoke. You like that, Lisa? I, I you know, I'm not a huge Western fan, but I'll give it a shot, Carl. Yeah, but this is the best Western of all I of know. radio. I know. I know. All right. Okay. Sound good? Will Fair you give enough. it a chance? I said I would. When we come back, it's Gunsmoke. Stick around. Now back to the
0: best in classic radio on Hollywood 360. Brought to you by
3: Reader's Digest. I got to tell you, Lisa, Gunsmoke, of course, a terrific radio series. Then it was on television for years. Everybody remembers Gunsmoke, of course. Totally different cast on radio as TV. You know that.
4: Yes, that I do.
3: William Conrad, probably one of the best voiceover guys of radio. I mean, William Conrad probably... Probably the best dramatic radio actor, along with John Daner. Those two guys, William Conrad John Daner, probably the best. Jack Webb did a lot, too. But William Conrad, probably nobody did more than him. And he starred as Marshall Matt Dillon. And when the TV series came around, he really wanted that role on television. And they didn't think he was right for it, so they cast James Arness. But... You know, William Conrad did go on to do uh, several television shows. Of course, the most uh, famous one was Cannon. He was Cannon on television. And then later, he was your uncle, Nero Wolf. Um, but We're he very had a, close. He had an E at the end of his name, where you don't. Why don't you have an E at the end of your name? I don't uh, get that. What do you have against the uh, vowel E? Yeah, I, I like to shorten things, make them kind of simple. Okay. For those I'll just, who need some I'll simplicity in their life. go with that. Uh, but Gunsmoke was set in Dodge City, Kansas, during the turbulent cattle days of the 1870s. And it was really a terrific show. Uh, he was supported, William Connor was supported by Howard McNear as Doc Adams, Georgia Ellis as saloon girl Kitty Russell, and Parley Bear, who was the Keebler Elf. Did you know that? He was the Keebler Elf. And he played uh, Dylan's uh, deputy Chester Proudfoot. I think uh, our listeners are gonna love this. This is uh, a show from October 17, nineteen fifty-two. It's called Lockinvar, and it stars William Conrad. And heard on CBS. Part one now of Gunsmoke.
0: Dodge City and in the territory on West, there's just one way to handle the killers and the spoilers, and that's with a U.S. Marshal and the smell of gun smoke. Gun smoke, starring William Conrad, the story of the violence that moved West with young America, the story of a man who moved with it. Matt Dillon, United States Marshal.
5: Well, what's the rush, Miss Kitty? Uh-huh? Come on, sit down and have a beer with us, uh, Kitty.
2: I'd love to, Matt, but I just stepped out for some thread. i got to get back to work.
5: Some thread? That sounds pretty domestic for you, doesn't it?
2: Yeah, <laughs> but it's an occasion. I'm making a wedding dress.
5: What? Okay? Oh, no, Miss Kitty, not you. Oh, my, no. Well,
2: it isn't for me, Chester.
5: Worse luck. <laughs>
2: it's for Artist Nash. It's going to be beautiful, if I say so myself. Well, if I ever
5: need a wedding dress, mate, I'll sure come to you for it.
2: Well, I'll be here, Matt. Let me know. See you later, boys.
5: Sell Kitty. She's a, a fine girl, Mr. Dillon. Kitty? Oh, yeah, yeah, she's great. She's...
0: Well, look who's back in town, Mr. Dillon. Yeah, Frank Craig.
5: Hello, Marshal. Uh, Frank, I never expected you to come back. I uh, don't know what to say to you. You might say, welcome home. Yeah, I might. At least you're honest, Marshal. Sure. Where have you been for the last year? Out west? Wyoming, to be exact. And My sympathy for the peace officers of Wyoming... Man can change, Marshal. Grow up and get over his wildness and start to think about settling down. Some men can. Well, I'm one of them. I don't aim to cause any trouble, Marshal. Came back here to marry Artis and take her with me, that's all. You heard from her since you left? She's pretty as ever. She'll pass. Every man in Dodge was crazy about her. She was my girl from start to finish. Things can change, Frank. She's still my girl, Marshal. Ben Martin might differ with you. Ben Martin? Mm-hmm. That bull-neck plow boy, He never had a chance in... What are you saying, Marshal? You don't aim to cause any trouble, you say, and yet you just happened to roll into town three days before Artis is due to marry Ben. You're claiming you didn't know about it, huh? Artis wrote me a farewell letter, Marshal. It doesn't make any difference. Like I said, she's still my girl. She's not marrying Ben or anybody else, not while I'm alive. And like I said, Frank, Ben may differ with you. I used to chase him home crying when we were kids. I don't think he'll chase that easy now. Ben took over the Circle Bar B. He's got 25 boys riding for him. He's a big man around here. Swings a lot of weight. Marshal, I said I wasn't looking for trouble and I meant it. I came back here to get artists. That's all. If any man tries to stop me I'll kill him. I'll see you, Marshal. Chester, see if you can find Ben Martin. Have him meet me over at the jail office. I
1: thought he was a thousand miles away, Marshal. Didn't think he'd ever have the nerve to come back.
5: Well, Ben, the two of you are bound to run into each other, so I figured you'd better know about it.
1: Mm. What's he expect, Marshal? Artists forgot him a week after he left town. Does he expect to force himself on her?
5: Maybe, you know, Frank.
1: <laughs> My money is a crazy half-wild saddle bum who should have been hung five years ago. He says he's settled down, though, Ben.
5: He's not going to settle down here. Look, Ben, I don't like killings. Now hang on to that temper of yours.
1: Sure, sure. I'll hang on to it, Marshal, just as long as Frank Craig stays clear of me. And stays away from my girl. Otherwise, I tell you right ben, now, Marshal, I... Is that you? Artis. We're in here, Connie. Come on in. Someone
6: said you were here at the jail. Evening, Mr. Dillon. Miss Nash. I'm sorry if I interrupted anything, but... Ben, you know who's in town?
1: Yeah, Frank Craig. That's what we were talking about, honey.
6: He says he's come back for me. Take me away with him.
5: What do you mean, he says, Miss Nash?
6: He came to the house a while ago. He knew about Ben and me, that we were going to be married. But he came anyway. I sent him away.
1: That does it, Marshall. All right, hold it,
5: Ben. Now, there's no harm in him just talking to her. A man's got a right to protect what's his, Marshal. Protection's my business, Ben, and as long as I'm Marshal here, it'll keep on being my business. On three days, you got a wedding coming up. I'd hate to see it ruined by your killing.
6: I have nothing against Frank Craig, Mr. Dillon. I wouldn't want him killed.
5: Neither would I. Well, good night, Miss Nash. Ben. Good night. Think it over, Ben, don't lose your head.
1: Yeah, sure, Marshal I'll think it over (laughs) How long are
5: we going to have to keep on riding herd on Frank Craig, Mr. Dillon? Oh, just till he and Ben meet face to face and have their say, I guess
1: my, that Frank Craig sure is a fancy dresser. Silver spurs, red silk handkerchief, yellow boots.
2: Well, now, here's the marshal right on the job.
1: Hiya,
5: <laughs> Doc. Well, Matt, I uh, hear we got ourselves a nice little killing coming up. For you. you hope we have you. Mean?
1: Oh no, it's not the fee; it's a romance of the thing. Yeah, sure. Young man comes back in the west, Seas girl, finds she's on the point of marrying somebody Chester. else.
5: Hmm? watch me for the play and keep me covered, huh? I don't know what you mean. But... Over there. Oh. Ben Martin and two of his boys—they just came in. I'm going to go over to the bar next to Craig. Keep your head up. Yes, Mr. Dillon. Uh, You better give me some room, Doc. Well, how are you, Frank? Yeah, I saw him come in, too. You've been standing over there watching me for two hours. Now you come up and speak. I fight my own battles, Marshal Frank. The way I'm playing it, there's not going to be a battle.
1: Well, Ben, it's nice to see you. Marshal, I'd rather you weren't here. I guess you know that. Yeah, sure, I know that.
5: Don't worry, Ben. Dylan's neutral. That still gives you three to one
1: odds. What more do you want? Frank, we don't need you in this town. You were gone for a year, and we got along fine. So if you climb on that horse of yours and ride out again, we'll still get along fine. My girl won't, Ben. You haven't got a girl in Dodge City, Frank. Sure I have. And I want to thank you for looking out for her while I was away. As far as she's concerned, you're still away. I might as well warn you there are a couple of my boys on guard at her house armed with rifles. Ben, I never needed a guard to hold her. If you come within fifty yards, they got orders to kill you. You'll be there from now until the wedding.
5: Oh, yeah. That wedding. I'm afraid that's been called off, Ben. You see, Artis and I have other plans. We got a wedding of our own coming up. Well, and... you dirty Hold darn! It. Now, if either one of you draws, he's drawn against me. I wouldn't draw on him, Marshal. I feel kind of sorry for him. So help me. Shut up, both going you. A... Now, you both had your say. And each knows how the other one stands. Well, here's my stand. If Ben wants to keep a guard at her house, it's all right with me. You've had a fair warning, Frank. So stay away.
1: I wish he would try to bother her. And on the
5: other hand, Ben, Frank's got as much right to the run of the town as you or me or anybody else. Sure, as long as decent citizens hide their valuables. You can't go by rumors, Ben. Nobody ever proved a case against him, you know that. Piece of stout rope would prove I wouldn't try it, Ben. If you and your boys want a drink now, go on over to the Longhorn, stay out of the Texas trail here from now on. You, Frank, stay clear of the Longhorn. You're quite an optimist, Marshal. Yeah, maybe so. Well are you leaving, Ben?
1: Yeah. I'll be seeing you, Frank. Come on, boy.
3: All right, they're leaving there, Lisa. I heard that. There's almost a scuffle there, as they say. Scuffle. But it was broken up by the one and only U.S. Marshal Matt Dillon, played to perfection by William Conrad. And in that great cast, Barney Phillips, Georgia Ellis, Herb Ellis, uh, Howard McNear, Parley Bear, Tom Tully, Vivi Janice. That's quite a cast. Lisa Wolfe pretty good right yeah it was fun working with all of them yeah october 17th 1952 Lockinvar is the name of this episode we'll get back to gun smoke in just a few minutes but first it's another movie clip from uh let's see what year is this 2008 it's a comedy romance starring the one and only katherine heigl
6: kevin i've been waiting my whole life for the right guy to come along and then you showed up you are nothing like the man I imagined. You're cynical
4: and cranky and impossible.
3: Yeah, there you go. All right. What movie is that? Lisa? I'm just saying
4: that you played this clip. But... I think
3: I, uh, I think I hit the wrong one last time. I might have. Okay. What's this one? Let's see. This is a different one here. Uh, that one won't play. All right. Well, there you go. What movie is this? Kevin, I've been waiting my whole life for the right guy to come
6: along and then you showed up and you are nothing like the man I imagined.
3: All right, so call us right now, 855-360-H360, 855-360-H360. Tell us what movie that is, win some fabulous prizes. We'll be right back. And now back to Hollywood 360
0: with Carl Amari, brought to you by Reader's Digest.
3: All right, Lisa Wolf. we're back. It is uh, the Hollywood 360 radio network here, right? Right. I think so. I guess what this is. That's what we call
4: it. it, It's been a while, been a
3: lot of years.
4: You're
3: yeah. All right. Cynical. Oh, here we go.
4: Cranky and this impossible.
3: Up. I'm hitting like this.
4: Kevin, i am not good with tec- technical right things you know I know
6: that. And then you showed up, and you were nothing like the man I imagined. You're
3: cynical and cranky and impossible. When it, it Sounds like you. Techno- <laughs> you're cynical and cranky and impossible. No, nah. No, nah. oh, I know. Just to you. I know. Not to everybody. I know that. Just you. All right, uh, we're gonna go out to sunny Florida and talk yeah, with I'm Edward. Hi, cranky, yes. anyway. yeah, I am kind of cranky, but not yeah, too yeah. bad. You know, you know, Ed, it's like you know, we we work hard, right? You and I, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. we work hard, yeah, we and gotta work hard in Chicago. It's we gotta cool. work hard, and then you know, we have uh, the the co-hosts here that give us a hard time. You know what I'm saying? By the way, what's the temperature out there today? Oh, God, it? it's cold. Lisa, what is it I'll right there? I'll tell you right now. She's looking it up. The temperature is 21 degrees, uh, and it's got a light snow. Uh, well, what's it's supposed to get down to 50 here in Monday. Oh, no. Really? That's not fun. <laughs> uh, <laughs> You'll have to wear a jacket. Yeah, poor Ed. I will have to break it out. Right,
0: Poor, poor Ed. If oh, <laughs> anyway, let's get the business
3: All here. right. It's 27 dresses. That's right. You are a winner, and... Uh, you are going to win some fabulous prizes that my crabby brother Vince is going to send you. So good. To
0: give credit to my wife, she's sitting here listening to Gunsmoke with me, and she says that's twenty-seven dresses, and Gee. I picked up the You
4: know what, Ed? I was just about to ask you that
3: because it's, you know, it's kind of a no girly idea. movie. Me neither. <laughs> it's very romantic. You know. So. Ed, hey, Ed, are you like me? We run when there's a romantic movie on. We run. I'm like you
5: that I've never seen Grey's
3: <laughs> Me neither. Yeah. Oh, gosh, that's so funny. Well, you're a winner, buddy. Thanks for calling in. Georgia. We appreciate and it. And so, so is your wife. Take care, man. are. right, <laughs> I'll give her that prize. There you, you go. You got it. All right, Ed knew it, Lisa Wolf. And his, actually, his wife knew it. Yeah, well, they're a team. Yeah, Mrs. Ed knew it. Mrs. Ed. It. Right. And Catherine Heigl, James Marsden uh, are in this film. And while Jane and Kevin are in the bar, you can hear a Josh Kelly song in the background. And in real life, That's Josh Kelly... Is married to Catherine Heigl. See, see how that works. All right, let's get back to Gunsmoke. smoke.
5: Frank, you got nothing to gain here and everything to lose. Miss Nash has made a choice, and whatever was between you once is water down the river. Why don't you pull out? Because she's still my girl, Matt. I know, and she knows too. You wait and see.
2: You'll
6: move, Matt.
5: Let's see, now, if I move there... You'll move there. Jump in my king, block the whole corner. No. But if I move here... (laughs) uh, Mr. Mr. Dillon, you you can move... No, you
2: don't, Chester. No, you don't. I'm playing Matt. Not the both
5: of you. Well, Well, Chester and I kind of run together, Doc. Enforcing the law, that's fine.
2: Playing checkers, no... Mad. <laughs> it's still your move.
5: Yeah, I know. Yeah. All right. There. Hey, hey, hey. <laughs> oh, well, I'll be.
2: Uh... That, that's the move I was going to
5: tell you to make, Mr. <laughs> oh, Dillon. <Dylan>. Right. <laughs> Thanks, Chester. Oh, oh. I'll dock your beat. Let's call a game.
2: Yeah, right? you sneaked up on me. That's what you did. You snuck <laughs> up on me.
1: <laughs> oh, well, that's all right, then. Yeah. <laughs> Sure is a quiet night. I figured one of them two'd make a play before this.
5: Yeah. And if we can get past noon tomorrow with Ben and Artis married, well, even Craig ought to know when he's beaten.
1: Well, I don't know, Matt. He never did when he was here before.
5: Well, then he'd better learn. Trying to get a girl to change her mind is one thing. Bothering a married woman's another.
1: You know, Mr. Dillon. It seems to me Miss Artis Nash is the one that could put a stop to
5: all this. If she'd just speak her mind out plain, Matt! there wa- Matt! Uh, Oh, Kitty. now what's the matter with Kitty, what's. Matt, the, what's they the...
2: want you over at the express office right away. You too, Doctor. Oh, what's me? wrong? Hold up, Matt. Somebody shot the clerk. He's dying. <laughs>
5: One side, please. Yes, one side,
0: please.
5: All right, stand back now. Give us some room here. Can you get through, Doc?
0: Yeah, uh,
2: yeah, Matt, I can. Yeah, stand back, stand back.
5: Chester, will you move them back? Make them stand back. Yes, sir, Mr. Dillon. Yes, sir. Uh, let me have a look now. Just let me have a look. How does it look, Doc?
1: Uh, well, there's a lot of bleeding, Matt. I don't know. I'll, I'll do what I can. Mr.
5: Dillon. Easy now, fella. You're going to be all right. It was
0: one man, Mr. Dillon. Wearing a mask over space.
1: Red silk handkerchief. <laughs> a red, red silk handkerchief. <laughs> well, Frank Craig's the only man who... On
5: yeah. I know.
6: It's pretty late, Mr. Dillon. Maybe he's
5: not going to come back here. His bedroll's here, Chester. All his belongings. Man doesn't leave his stuff in a rooming house unless he's planning to come back to it. He might have got the wind up after he shot that clerk. Maybe he just hit the saddle and lit out. No, not Frank. That's one thing about him. I've never seen him scared. He'll be here sooner or later. I can't figure him, Mr. Dillon. He must have needed the money awful bad. Yeah, I guess so. My, this hiding out in the dark gets on a man's nerves, don't it? <laughs> yeah, it sure does. It helps some if we could just smoke. I don't suppose. Shh! Somebody's coming, Mister Dillon. Yeah, I hear him. That's him, all right. Now watch it, Chester. All right, hold it, Frank, and don't move. It's Matt Dillon.
0: Uh,
5: uh, Thought it might be somebody else. Light the lamp, Chester. Yes, Mr. Dillon. Frank, I understand you left the Texas Trail right after dark. Nobody's seen you since. Where you been? Just friendly conversation, Marshal, or is this official? It's official. Then I guess I won't answer that. I see you're still wearing that red silk handkerchief. Any reason why I shouldn't be? Marshal, what's it all about? Murder? If that express clerk dies? I ask you, what's it all about? Where's the money, Frank? The way I seem to get it, somebody held up the express office and shot the clerk. You're accusing me. I didn't do it, Marshal. Where you been? Sorry, Marshal. You're under arrest, Frank. No, I'm afraid not. See, that would ruin all my plans. You better lay your gun on the table over there. I'm sorry, Marshal. Some other time!
6: Look out for the lamp!
5: Grab him, Chester! Don't shoot, but grab him! Oh, he went through the window, Mr. Dillon! Never mind, Chester. Grab a blanket. Let's get this fire out before it burns the whole place down. Come on! <laughs>
2: Matt, Don't look so sour. In an hour, it'll all be over.
5: Ah, Kitty, I'd be a lot surer of that if I had Frank Craig locked up in jail.
2: No trace of him, huh?
5: Not a sign.
2: Then forget about him, Matt. He could be halfway to Wyoming by
5: now. Well, I wish I could think so.
2: I wonder what artist Nash is thinking about him.
5: What business has she got thinking about him when she's going to marry Ben in an hour? (laughs) Matt.
2: I'm afraid you'll just never understand
5: women. Well, who does? Frank Craig's a born drifter. He'll never settle down. He's wild as a range colt. Never been broken, never will be. And sooner or later, he'll come home tight across his saddle. How any girl can get herself interested in a man like that beats me.
2: Not me, Matt. I know exactly how a girl can get herself interested in a man like that. Why? I'll see you at the wedding. I got to help artists finish dressing. Morning, Miss Kitty. Morning, Doc. <laughs> hey, good morning, Matt.
5: You working up your courage? What for, Doc? I'm not getting married. Uh, How's the express clerk?
1: Oh, he's bad. And he's getting worse. I don't think he's going to make it. What about Frank Craig?
5: Nothing, not a sign. I think he's still around town somewhere, but we morning, can't Morning, Mr. Dillon. Well, Doc.
1: Doc, look at that. Well, looketh, an alpaca coat, <laughs> a boiled shirt, green galluses, and a pink tie. <laughs> oh, well, Chester, I haven't seen a get-up like that since I hauled out of Boston. <laughs> well, I figured it was only due
5: respect to the bride. Uh, wh- wh- where's your gun, Chester? Oh,
1: goodness gracious, Mr. Dillon, you can't wear a gun to a wedding.
5: Well, at this wedding, even the bridegroom's wearing a gun, Chester. I'm wearing one, and so are you, so you better go get it. Meet me at the church.
1: Mr. Dillon, she is so pretty I wish I was marrying her myself
5: You better forget it, Chester Ben's got enough worries as it is he sure does look fidgety, all right. Yeah, he's got reason to.
2: There's room for me here,
5: ma'am. Oh, yeah. yeah, sure, Kitty. Yes, slide right in here. Here we are.
0: My dearly beloved friends and neighbors, it is the privilege of all of us to be gathered here together in the sight of the Lord and in the presence of one another for the purpose of uniting this man and this woman in the bonds of holy matrimony.
5: It won't be long hmm. now, this Mr. Dillon. Yeah, the sooner the me, better.
0: Barbara Artis Nash and Benjamin Martin. There is, I am sure, no need <coughs> to emphasize the solemn and sacred nature of the great institution into which they are about to enter. I never heard all of this
5: before. Above and you still want to marry her, Chester? World, beyond
0: and above the decay and corruption of the flesh and the devil. Your manifest presence as you come here...
3: Together And <laughs> forsaking all
0: others Is Frank Craig yeah, up Stand hand Ma'am. in hand Look at the back of the church just to have
5: Yeah, Frank old, Craig He's just standing there, Mr. Dillon Just standing there and looking Slide out to the side aisle, Chester Maybe we can get to him quietly without breaking up the meeting
2: I think it's so, already Order. broken
5: up, now. I just Mr. Dillon She fell right on the floor yeah. <laughs> Come on, Chester. Pardon me. Uh, w- would you let me through, please? I- I'm sorry, lady. Would you? One side, please. Uh. He-, he was right here by the door. Outside, Chester. Hell, no sign of it.
1: Matt, did you find him, Matt?
5: Not yet, Ben. (laughs) Put that gun away. You want to kill some bystander in the crowd?
1: There's only one man I want to kill. I should have done it three days ago. Yeah, I know, Ben. What'd they do with Miss Nash? They carried her into the minister's study. That dirty, low, walking right into the church. Scared her out of her wits. Marshal.
0: Marshal Dillon. Over here, Reverend. Marshal a terrible thing has happened. He forced his way into my study, pushed me out the door. Craig? Yes. He had a horse tied behind the church. He's gone and taken her with him. He's
5: kidnapped her, Matt. He's kidnapped. Save him. your breath, Ben. Get your horse. Come on, Chester. Let's ride.
1: I never did think we'd get back to town, Mister Dillon. I'm
5: saddled, sore, and beat. Yeah, Chester. A hundred men hunting him, and he slipped past all of them. I swear I just can't figure it.
2: Any choice of them,
5: Matt? Uh, uh, not a sign, Kitty. Some of the boys are still beating the riverbed south, but I don't know. Guess he kind of made fools of us, Mr. Dillon. Yeah, I guess so, Chester. Mash. What? Any luck? Yeah, sure, Doc.
1: All bad.
2: Yeah, mine too, man.
1: That clerk died
5: a half hour ago. Mm. So now it's murder, Mr. Dillon. Yeah. Now well, it's murder. Hello, boy. Well, let's go into the office and get out a bulletin. A bulletin. Good, that over. Light the lamp, will you, Chester?
1: Yes, sir. There we are.
5: Hold it, Matt. You too, Chester, don't move. <laughs> the only place nobody'd ever think of looking. Right here in the jail. Yeah. That's what we figured. Well, Miss Nash, you seem to be in pretty fair shape for a kidnapped victim.
6: I'm not a victim of anything, Mr. Dillon. Unless it's my own foolishness. As most people would say, I guess. Maybe they're right. I only know this. When Frank came back to town, I knew then that it wasn't over and never would be. I'm Frank's girl, Mr. Dillon. For better or worse, right or wrong. I'm going with him to Wyoming.
5: He's wanted on suspicion of murder, Miss Nash.
6: He didn't do it. He couldn't have. He was with me when it happened.
5: What did you say?
6: He slipped past Ben's guards and came to see me. That's why he wouldn't tell you where he'd been. He didn't want to get me in trouble.
5: He's telling the truth, Marshal. maybe.
6: Mr. Dillon, you might ask Ben Martin what happened to my red silk scarf. I missed it right after he came to see me that afternoon.
5: Go on. He didn't do it for the money, but to ruin me once and for all.
6: If we were lying, we wouldn't have come here, Mr. Dillon.
5: Yeah, it makes sense, all right, but... It... Chester, who rode up out there?
1: It's Ben Martin, Mr. Dillon. Think he's coming in here?
5: Where's your horse, Frank? In the corral back of the jail? All right, go out the back way. Get it and head for Wyoming. Take one of my extra horses and leave it at Bison Flat. You can buy another horse from the Indians there. Matt, I... Don't know how we can ever thank you. Never mind that. Just get going For I change my mind. And uh, good luck to both of you.
6: Thanks, Mr. Dillon.
1: Anybody here? Yeah, come on in, Ben. Saw the light on. Figured you must be here. Any sign of him? What's the matter? The clerk died. Why'd you do it, Ben?
5: I don't know what you mean. Where's the red scarf you stole from Miss Nash? I gotta arrest you for murder, Ben.
1: I don't think so, Matt. I don't think I'm gonna let you do that.
5: You've seen me draw before. Now you better give me your gun, Ben. Don't do it the hard way.
1: What you call the hard way, Matt, may be the easiest way of all. So win or lose, I guess...
0: Something fell
6: out of his pocket there. Yeah. His
5: marriage license...
0: Gunsmoke, under the direction of Norman Macdonald, stars William Conrad as Matt Dillon, U.S. Marshal. Tonight's story was specially written for Gunsmoke by Les Crutchfield, with music composed and conducted by Rex Corey. Featured in the cast were Herb Ellis, Viffy Janis, Tom Tully, and Barney Phillips. Parley Bear is Chester, Howard McNear is Doc, and Georgia Ellis is Kitty. Join us again next week as Matt Dillon, U.S. Marshal, fights to bring law and order out of the wild violence of the West in Gunsmoke.
3: Now, didn't I tell you that was going to be good, Lisa? You did, Carl. Western adventure of Gunsmoke. The best in the business uh, was Gunsmoke as far as a Western series for adults, you know, there was a lot of Westerns on radio um, for kids. Tom right. Mix, Hop Harrigan. Well, Hop Harrigan wasn't a, wasn't a uh, Western. That was. Uh, but, you know, you had Cisco Kid, it was kind of a juvenile mm-hmm. show. You had The Lone Ranger, uh, Red Rider. These were for kids. And then you had Gunsmoke and Have Gun, Will Travel, Luke Slaughter of Tombstone. You had um, Fort Laramie. These were adult Westerns. And this one, Gunsmoke, the best of the adult westerns. William Conrad in Lochinvar from October 17, 1952. Hope you enjoyed Gunsmoke. We'll uh, take a break. Then it's more here on Hollywood 360.
0: Now back to the best in classic radio on Hollywood 360. Brought to you by Reader's Digest.
3: All right, Lisa. This is our Halloween week. And this is Hollywood. Hollywood.
4: Uh, this is not Halloween week. This is Thanksgiving week. This is
3: my sorry, That's what I meant. <laughs> I meant to say this is our hollow, Hollywood 360 Thanksgiving week. You were that's close, what I though. meant to you say. Were very close. But since I had too many martoonies, yes. it came out wrong.
2: Yes, very All right, wrong.
3: in the next hour, we're going to talk to Kathy Garver. So stick around plus suspense. You won't want to miss it. We'll be right back.